Welcome to the Sexual Quantum Leap. This is episode 28. And today we are talking about why you should never dirty talk again. Um, my name is Pierre de Sosa and I am here with Andrew Miok. Hello, hello, hello. So, we are sitting here in our apartment in Warsaw. We just finished off a uh, our first European retreat here in Warsaw, actually, right after the Sopot Summit where we spoke. Um, at For those of you who don't know what it is, it's a, a European, um, basically, dating conference that we were speaking at. We were speaking about sexuality and a little bit of masculinity stuff. And so during our retreat that we just ran, there was... Uh, so we, we had guys with all sorts of different issues, of course. Um, and as, as usual, as always, the, the major issues were... Performance anxiety, premature ejaculation, and erectile dysfunction. <clears throat> but one thing that came up a little bit more often than usual, this always comes up, but this was a little bit more prevalent this time, was actually dirty talk. And uh, we have mentioned dirty talk before, and we thought we would actually make an entire podcast on a new distinction on it. So, to begin with, we would like to wipe dirty talk from your memory. Because you should never dirty talk because of the connotations to it. And we'll get into detail about that in a second. Instead, what you should do is you should, uh, I guess, cultivate or practice something we would like to call bedroom expression. So... We, 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 we have a massive module on, on the retreat about how to develop really, really deep sexual connections with women. And this is something that creates an extremely wide range of, of deep emotions, different types of connection, where you do everything from really speaking to her inner child to speaking to her inner slut or inner whore, whatever you want to call it. Also, the positives, also the negatives, and we have a massive graph that really explains all of this. And it's under this framework that we actually use verbal expression in the bedroom. So it's not dirty talk because dirty talk actually creates a lot, of, a lot of problems for guys in the bedroom. Number one, the big problem is that it makes guys think they need to talk in a certain way when they're in the bedroom. And here's the thing. Women don't want you to just, quote-unquote, talk dirty. Just be like, tell me you're my property. Tell me you're my little slut. Um, I'm going to use you and throw you back out on the street where you belong. All of these little things that, that I mentioned that I like to say when I'm actually sleeping with women. But they also want the, the romantic stuff, the softer stuff. And also, like, aftercare and pre-framing and negotiation. And all of this comes down to expression in the bedroom, verbal expression in the bedroom. And so the problem is when guys hear dirty talk, they think they have to be this almost semi-domineering dude that just talks in a degrading, disrespectful, and almost humiliating way to women, which is not the case at all. That is just one element of the expression, right? So when you're meeting women or when you're, when you're sleeping with women, let's say it's, it's, it could be anything from your wife to just one night stand, Obviously, the more you know her and the deeper the connection, the more intense you want to go in all these facets of expression. So one expression, or one, one facet of expression, is really communicating and tapping into her inner slut and bringing that out of her, right? And that comes, to, it comes down to finding out the really deep, dark, secret fantasies that she has um, and a book that's really good on this is My Secret Garden by Nancy Friday, where she talks about how rape fantasy is actually one of the most common fantasies that women have. And there's also a lot of statistics about rape and women that are actually pretty confronting and pretty crazy. But we'll talk about that in another podcast because that's not really the topic of today. But the point is, when you're in the bedroom, of course you want this side of things, this very strong dominant side of things where you call her a slut, you call her a whore, you make her say crazy things like this as well. But you have to understand 
that that's only for the women who really have that side of them because all women are not really turned on by it although most are and you want to have but and for, but for those who do have it you want to bring it out but you want to bring it out as a gift to her it's not something you do to sort of validate your own value as a man it doesn't make you cooler or more alpha or more dominant that you do this it has nothing to do with it it's just another expression of you giving the gift of dominance to her but for some women what they truly get off of is just you being present and tapping into basically the positive side of female sexuality which is you know literally just being present with her letting her know how beautiful you think she is and sort of treating her like a princess reassuring her that you will be there and you're not going anywhere um, and these sort of things actually is more more arousing for some women than talking quote-unquote dirty to her and but but here's the thing for most women they want a variety of both and this is the reason why we we're, we're calling it bedroom expression these days and not dirty talk because with dirty talk comes the connotation that you sort of have to be slightly domineering and just quote-unquote talk down to her but you actually want a whole full expression of everything because a woman wants to know that you care but also that you're in control and the dirty side of things is really stripping her of control stripping her of power and it makes her completely let go but then you also want the more beautiful side of things where you're calling her all sorts of positive things like you're my little angel like whatever the fuck right so you want that full wide range of expression and you want as as much emotions involved in this as you possibly can and and we, yeah and so so without this you're not gonna get anywhere at all so we had one guy on program right um, we'll call him we'll call him Luke and if you're listening to this you know who you are and he what was really funny about this guy is that he is he's a very naturally expressive guy very extroverted really funny dude and despite being very young he's actually really really successful as well he's running a company where he's employing a couple dozen people despite not not even being close to being 30 years old and uh, you know he's uh, he's constantly meeting new girls and and he's, he's just in and you know he's he's a martial artist he's, he's just a boss right in most areas of life he's a boss and that has come with a little bit of a complex for him that he always needs to live up to this image of being this this baller this just just being a boss in all that all areas of life so when he's sleeping with women he's got this uh, complex where he needs to be super tough all the time and he doesn't let himself go at all so what he's done is that or as a result of all of this is that he's actually completely quiet in the bedroom always like he doesn't say a word because he needs to be this grounded dominant alpha male right which is so common among guys from the pickup community and he's sort of part of the pickup community and it's fucked him over so he's completely quiet during sex he doesn't say a fucking word and on the rare occasion where he does say something it'll be a quick little slut or spanker quickly like tell me you're my slut something like that but he's a natural person he's very expressive and we actually had to chat about chat to him about something we call bedroom banter which to a lot of guys comes as a massive fucking surprise what do you mean bedroom banter you're not supposed to laugh during sex that's gonna kill the vibe no motherfucker is not gonna kill the fucking vibe all right Se the, and, and the, this is something I really really learned from from Andrew because he's really hammered his home sex is fun messy and playful it's not a serious thing where you're just like holding presents and fucking her like Clint Eastwood it's it, it's fun and sometimes you know th silly things happen and it's okay to laugh around joke around a little bit because you're not supposed to just have 15 minutes of intense sex it's supposed to go on for a long time you're supposed to if you if you meet women that you actually really connect with 
women who you are truly attracted to physically and on a personality level it's called having actual chemistry and this is what you should do if you're sleeping with women like that you should aim to have sex go on usually for at least an hour or two you have breaks you can go eat you can go shower you, you can like something funny happens like sometimes her pussy will make that sort of farting sound when you're fucking her all sorts of crazy shit happening you can just make a joke about it you can laugh about it and it's fine and then you keep fucking Maybe someone's phone answers and you're expecting an important phone call. You take a break for five minutes, you have the call, after the call, joke around a little bit, and then you keep fucking again. Sex is not so fucking serious, which is, it's a little bit of a side tangent, but that's a big thing that we had to have a chat to, to, to Luke, as we'll call him, about. And uh, what's really interesting is that this guy, out of everyone, he really took to everything the best almost even on the first day he was like holy shit i can really bring out my inner animal we have some really cool exercises on not just getting present but getting present in a way where you're allowing this playful messy crazy side out of you and uh, this guy was funnily enough he was also the the by far most skeptic skeptical guy coming into the program he even said explicitly on the first day he's like hey guys by the way I just want you to know, I am still really, really skeptic. I don't believe you can learn as much as you promised in just three days. And then by the end of day one, he's like, all right, I get it now. <laughs> because the, the, the things that go on on these retreats, and this, this is where, where Andrew's genius is really coming through, is that it's not a bunch of lectures. When I came and saw the first SQL retreat, I was... I, I, I had known Andrew for several years already and I knew that whatever he created was going to be the fucking shit when it comes to sexuality. But it was, I was still a little bit like, in three days, how can you give so much content that creates the fucking testimonials that I was seeing? I was still a little bit confused. I wasn't skeptical because I knew the testimonials and I knew they were real. But I was a little bit like, what in the fuck is actually going on here? And then I come to the program and what I realized is that even though the, the theory or the content part of the retreat is amazing, that's not what makes this retreat what it is. Because you can read yourself to this content by, you know, if you spend two, three years just reading all the content in the different books and everything, you'll probably come across a lot of similar content, even though there, there are a lot of original thought in it. There's still like the, the major principles are found in Tantra, BDSM and, and sexology. But what makes this a truly unique experience is the exercises that Andrew has developed. I, mean, I, I still don't know really how you did that, but I guess that, that's a topic for another podcast. But, but what I, I, I saw it and I was doing the exercises myself and I was like, oh, holy shit, this is different. I can feel the actual difference. And this guy, Luke, let's call him Luke, um, he said the same thing. He's like, after the very first exercise that we did, he, he looked at me and he started you know, smiling and it's like, I get it now. <laughs> and we actually had two more dudes after that exercise who also said, I get it now, but they weren't that skeptical when they came in. So what was really interesting about Luke is that he was like verbally expressing, guys, I am still very, very skeptical. And uh, yeah, then he had that experience within the first exercise of the entire retreat. And uh, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Anyway, so back back to, to dirty talk. What is so important when you're talking, when you're talking dirty, when you're having bedroom expression with a woman, is to also find out what type of verbal expression would serve her. It's not about you looking like the man or you being dominant or being a leader in the bedroom. It's not about you. You're not that fucking important. It's about her and her experience. It's about giving her a gift that other men can't give her. And that is for you to allow her to have her deepest fantasy in the bedroom. So, for a lot of women, for instance, so you talk to her beforehand. I know this is a revolutionary concept, but it's called communication. And so you have a chat with her. What are your deepest fantasies? What do you like in the bedroom? And then, what is the most important is you ask her what she does not like. 
This is what guys don't understand. You gotta find the landmines. Is there anything I can't call you? She's like, yeah, maybe she has an issue with just the word whore. Or maybe she just has an issue with being slapped, but she like, loves being choked. Or the reverse. Um, maybe it's just something about hair pulling that she absolutely can't stand. Like, whatever it is, you need to find the landmines. And then you find, aside from this, what else is do you not like? Maybe she's like, I like everything else, right? And then you can go, okay, do you like being called names? Do you like um, be, like when certain things are done to you? And you can find out everything that she likes. And then you can find out, like, what is it you like about it? Maybe is something about it. Well, I like just feeling the degradation. Maybe she likes the humiliation. Maybe she just likes feeling like she's relinquishing power. Maybe it's that she loves giving away all control to you. Maybe it is that she just likes feeling that you're taking charge and leading. Maybe it is that she, she, when she opens up like that and allows you to do that, it makes her feel really connected to you afterwards because it's so vulnerable to her. You have to find out exactly what it is that she likes about it. And then you express yourself in the bedroom in a way that's actually tailored to the way that she has been, that she, that, that she told you that, that she, she likes it. Or, or rather, like she will give you her map of reality, what emotional expression she enjoys from you, and then you give her that. And then it's your job as a man to be creative and to, to create something unique every time you have sex with her. But what's also important is to not feel like there's any pressure to say things that are perfectly weaved together. So during this podcast and in previous podcasts and also in future podcasts, You'll hear me say things, examples of, uh, of bedroom expression, as we'll call it from now on, that sound very well put together. And the reason for this is because it is well put together. I've been exploring psychological dominance in the bedroom for a long, long time. I haven't been as obsessed about sexuality as Andrew has. Uh, I have become lately. And that, that's why I'm, I'm getting so heavy into it and why I also joined SQL. But for me, for, for the last decade or so, I've been more obsessed about the psychological dominance. So all the verbal expression has always been something I really, really enjoy doing. But, but the actual sick, just the pure sex stuff is something that and, and has been more Andrew's thing. And I'm, I'm sort of really starting to step into that lately myself. But, so I, so, well, I lost my train of thought for a second. I was just about to say something about the dirty talk, um, which was, uh, you'll hear me say, yeah, 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 exactly. So you, you'll hear me say a lot of things that will sound very well put together, and that's because I've been so obsessed about the psychological dominance, which is where the verbal expression comes into play. I'll have girls crawling around on the floor, picking up things. That's actually something I got from Andrew. Pick up things with her teeth, like dirty underwear and sort of all sorts of shit. Um, I'll have... It's not true. <laughs> it is true. Sorry, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so, so I've been doing a lot of that stuff. And so that's always been on my mind. But... You don't have to be that well put together when, you, when you're actually expressing yourself in the bedroom. Find out what is the emotional state, what is the emotional impact she wants to have. That's what it's about. It's not about the words that you're saying. If she likes the degradation, you know that. If she likes the humiliation, you know that. If it's her relinquishing control, you know that. And then when you're fucking her, maybe it's like literally you can just go whore. You can say whore ten times in a row. Whore, whore, whore. And that almost puts her into a trance where she is feeling so fucking slutty that she's accepting the fact that you're saying this. And the more you say it, the more she's opening up and really giving herself to you and really sacrificing her, her, her dignity in a way in order so you can fucking bring out the inner whore in her. And that will just create such a deep emotional impact during the intercourse. And then, of course, here is, I'll just do a quick disclaimer. When a woman likes this in the bedroom, it doesn't mean that she is technically a whore. 
what it means is that she has there's a side of her that's a slut she has a slut she has, there's an inner whore inside of her just like you have good and bad parts of yourself so you want to just tap into that side of her bring that out in a way where you're not judging her you don't think there's anything wrong with her this is safe way there's a safe place for her to bring that out and play around with that and just feel all the satisfaction and enjoyment and craziness of doing this and then afterwards you have a normal chat with her again and then you, you she it's not a whore in your eyes it's just a side of her that has the inner slut so as another little disclaimer don't do this until you can reconcile this if you're one of these guys that have a hard time dealing with the fact that women have desire to them don't bring it out man because number one you're going to hurt her when she feels like you've judged her because it is one of the most extremely vulnerable places a woman can ever be in when she allows a man to bring that side out of her and number two if you do bring that side out of her and this is a woman you want to see longer term you will fuck yourself up for real you need to get over your own hang-ups with women having this side to them there's a lot of guys asking me how to do that but that that's a little bit of another story we can go into that a bit later um i'm ranting about this for about 20 minutes i wanted to you have anything to add? That's great. No, Andrew is just listening and yeah, I'm not really sure what he's doing. Anyway, he's doing yoga probably. So, <laughs> so anyway, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how to reconcile this because a lot of guys actually ask me about how the fuck do I reconcile this? I understand that I need to bring out her inner slot. I need to be able to, to talk to that side of her, but it's just something inside of me. It feels a little bit wrong. And... Um, I have good news for you and I have bad news for you. The bad news for you is that I'm just going to tell you that you're just going to have to man the fuck up and stop being a bitch. The good news is that it's actually not as hard as you may think. So here's the deal. We as men have bad sides. Not bad. I don't want to even give that that judgment is a bad side. But maybe a little bit of a darker side, I guess you can call it. Or a little bit more controversial at least. Uh, that we have for us in the bedroom I guess it would be that we could be a little bit like we really want to have complete power that will sort of be it I guess but for men it's a lot more rare to have like a fantasy of wanting to rape a woman it's a lot more rare to have the fantasy of like literally wanting to choke and slap a woman although it is common it's not as common or as intense as women having rape fantasies or fantasies of being gangbanged or other things that are even more extreme than that we'll go into that in another podcast as well but for men more of our quote-unquote darker sides usually come in to play outside of actually the bedroom it's more like intense or revenge fantasies extreme domination on a life more more bigger life area where it's like total domination of a social circle or in business, revenge, more vengeful stuff, uh, com- extreme levels of competitiveness. Um, but but so what you have to understand is it's just normal. Like we have those arts as well, although they play out sometimes in a little bit of other areas of life. But it's nothing good or bad. That's what you have to understand. Like the fact that a woman has a rape fantasy or wanting to be degraded in the bedroom. It's just that it's just sign. It's just extreme levels of domi- of dominance that they want because they're programmed biologically to really respond to that because the women historically from ancient times who had sex and had offspring with the most dominant men those were the women who a- whose children actually progressed to the next generation because the women who had sex with the non-dominant men their children usually got murdered either by fucking lions because they didn't have a dominant man to protect them or by the fathers of the other mothers that's pretty much it by the dominant man so the way the we as humans we are all the offspring of thousands or maybe millions of generations where the father has usually been a dominant dominant male and so so the women who have had children who progress to the next generation are the women who were attracted to dominant men right so it's it's just biologically hardwired and that's for me the the way that i could reconcile this in my own mind when i was younger 
But it's like, it's just biology. It's just nature taking its course. It's, it's nothing good. It's nothing bad. It just fucking is. Because nature doesn't give a fuck about your fucking feelings. You ju just accept it, man. Oh, but, but, you know, I want a woman who's like this or who's like that, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, any woman you meet, she is an angel and she's a princess. That's it. But she's just also a slut and a whore at the same time. Just like you have parts of you where you're a fucking noble, high-integrity fucking king. But then you're also a fucking little shit cunt who's a fucking snitch and a liar and a manipulative little fuck at the same time. We all have both sides to us. Just like women have the amazing, loving, nurturing wife and mother. Just as she also has the dirty, filthy, fucking slut whore. And if you want to have a truly deep connection with a woman, make sure she doesn't leave you. Make sure she doesn't cheat on you. Make sure she stays loyal to you and stays with you forever. Then you need to be able to connect with both sides of that coin of a feminine woman. You just have to. There's no choice. That, like, that's really how we reconcile. Like, how do I do this? Well, the alternative is not very good, is it? The alternative is you ignore that side of women and you pretend that she's just a little angel and she will get bored of you and she's going to seek that experience elsewhere and cheat on you. Maybe even divorce you, take half your money. Or you do engage with that side of her, but you allow it to make you look down on her and you will resent her or women in general forever and either you will resent the woman that you're with probably cheat on her your children will feel that you're looking down on her your children will not have a healthy upbringing or you just go fucking MGTOW or some other dumb bullshit and live that way or you understand it's just nature and it's just beautiful and you just get over your fucking self because you're not so fucking perfect either my man you're not even though you want to be you're not So that's really what I had to say mainly on that subject. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, a lot of guys go, what's the alternative? As Pierre said, and it's really not. On that note, just with the dirty talk, everything Pierre says, it's fucking so spot on. It's about the true expression of what you want to say and express in the bedroom and understanding at the core about what turns you on and when you can really get to that point of expression of like what turns you on you will start to see how much the woman will let go and even if you don't give her an orgasm by giving her the experience of allowing her to let go and surrender and trust you that's far more powerful than any experience most women have ever had, not to mention if you can give them multiple orgasms on top of that. Now what I mean by that is, you expressing yourself what you want to say, what you want to do, I always have the mantra of breath, sound and movement, of basically breathing, mm. moving your body, not just like the, we have a move called the grey move, the grey move is just fucking Mr Grey, you know who you are, Shout out to you. No, it's not Christian Grey either. Um, Mr. Grey, um, basically where you just move your hips in one direction, you can't do much more than that because you have flexibility. Then number three, breath, sound, and movement, breath, sound, and expressing to her. So the dirty talk ties into, like the vocal expression ties into, not just so much the verbals of what you're saying, which Pierre was saying before, like ho, 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 or whatever it may be, it's more ties in as well also to allowing you to express just how you feel and what you want to do like allowing that natural expression to come out of your animalistic roar or your animalistic like <sighs> to come out like that really primal instinctual um, essence to shine through when you're with that partner and you can feel you're not trying to think you're not trying to do anything 
but you're there, just there with it and your two animals in the bedroom allowing yourself to be free and expressive and then that expression alone will allow you to have such a, an experience together because if you both are having experience where you go I'm not going to judge you you're not going to judge me oh that's a really good one actually with dirty talk I'm not going to judge you you're not going to judge me let us um, what don't you want to be um, called and then you allow yourself to just truly express at the fucking core is it a noise it just could be noise it just could be because of noise it could be actual sentences but then this is where heightened of sex think about it if you're just like doing normal doggy style and you're just like moving your hips like hardly anything and just fucking it and you're just holding a blank face. The, the expression and the emotional intensity is going to be very low. But what you can do is if you start moving your whole body into it, it's like a dance. We always say, and Pierre's always hops on on. Fighting, fucking, and dancing are the same thing. Hmm. So think about this now. You're really moving your body. Your two bodies are moving in a rhythmic dance. You're expressing and saying in sentences what you're saying. And you're making just noises. Like if you feel that coming up, like could it be a grunt, it could be a growl, it could be like a, a, a verbal expression of like, oh, whatever it may be. And also the, the breath, it's like really focusing on the breath to bring you back to presence. And we have like different exercises, like we call it like Coke, um, Orbit and breath. We talk about all these three different types of breath, um, breathing exercises and a few more that allow people to express fully. So then you're heightening the experience, you're getting out of your head and you're getting into your body. So then what you can do, it allows that full expression of dirty talk, which is an expression of the fullest um, range of emotions, range of expression of who you are, which allows yourself to be in the moment and let go, which causes great fucking sex and to her to have orgasms. Just on a side note, I heard this the other day, the guy was talking about talking about women and he was really fucking smart. Actually, shout out to Gabriel Gray for this. This was really awesome. And that was the guy, the Gray move. <laughs> it's an inside joke, but just basically just doing the like one chump pump and just moving your hips in one motion. But he talked about meeting women. If your end goal is just li- if you want your end goal to be taking a woman home from the bar, your end goal should not be taking a woman home from bar. It sounds counterintuitive. Your end goal should be you're, you're, you should just be focusing on the current goal, which is like, I'm going to work on my next on my next thing of like, maybe it's going up to a woman saying hi, maybe it's causing some attraction, maybe it's going through that process, instead of going, because if you do these things, it's going to allow you to actually take a woman home in the end because you're doing the process. The same with sex. If you want to give a woman multiple orgasms and great sexual experiences, don't focus on the end goal of, of your ejaculation and for her orgasms. When you take away the outcome of orgasms and you focus on the moment and you focus on the things that will give her orgasms like letting go, surrendering, connecting, um, here's some toys, here's how to actually play with a pussy and here's how to focus moment by moment, that's going to actually result in the end of giving her an orgasm. And then when you understand exactly what she likes to be called in the bedroom, so it's a twofold, the dirty talk. Number one, it's the actual um, sequence of the actual words you say. And as Pierre said, you could say whatever you want. But when you find out your own natural rhythm, what happens, you start to flow and let whatever comes out of your mouth um, come out of your mouth. And that's going to be far more powerful instead of like, here's 101 dirty talk tips. So then she's going to come multiple times. But the thing is, number one, if it doesn't turn you on by saying, um, you dirty little donkey, yeah, I want to bend true. you over. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I you, forgot about this part. You dirty little donkey. <laughs> I want to bend you over. And that's a di- the dirty talk line, but you don't really like it. She doesn't like it. Then you're expressing some line that you fucking read. The same with picking up chicks. You, you, it's the, the delivery of the line, not so much the line itself. And that's the thing. It doesn't turn you on, doesn't turn her on. And then you're saying it because you're trying to get outcome. It's going to fucking come across really shit. So it's always like, does it turn you on? Does it turn her on? And... but. And then you can start to see and see the reactions, see the responses. And then she's going to be like, fuck, thank God. Thank God he's actually saying what he wants. And she knows the limits of what you, she's expressed the limits because you've asked about what she can be called and what she doesn't want to be called. That is so powerful. She might say, I don't want to be called 
a fucking dirty a dirty hoe and I don't want you to do X, Y and Z to me. I don't want you to like or some girls even say this. I don't want you to call me a little princess in the bedroom. I want you to call me everything else. It's fucking crazy. So when you're in the bedroom next, open your mouth. I always say this on the retreat, on the SQL retreat, open your fucking mouth. Because we realized it wasn't just one guy this time, it's a lot of guys like with a dirty talk, it's just the expression. A lot of guys just like, yeah, fuck like robots and just stare at her and just like think they have to make make a noise. They feel like they have to or they don't know if they should. And then if the woman makes noise, do they make noise now? It's like, I always say this. Imagine you're in bed and the woman's not saying anything. Or she's lying there. It's the same thing. As much as you're expressing, she wants you to express. And then when you can express, she can express and she can let go. And then when she, when she can let go, then you can blow. That's the way we want to roll, and that's the way the cookie crumbles on this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, another thing that Andrew touched on as well here is that you really need to figure out what turns you on as well, right? Because you, this is a gift to her. Dominance is a gift to her. But what she wants as well is for you to be extremely turned on so to express yourself in the bedroom in a way that makes you more turned on is another type of giving her a gift in the bedroom it is so fucking important to understand what turns you on in the bedroom and in the beginning you won't know the way you learn is you try a lot of things and you try them more than once right Something that Andrew always harps on about is never try something once. You always try it multiple times, and un- unless you really, really feel like, holy shit, this is so, no, I'm absolutely against this. But unless you're like that, unless it's a complete no from you, try it a few times and see. It's like Andrew made an analogy on the retreat. It's like with, with your uh, palates, right, with, with your taste buds. When you're younger, they're not as well developed. But as you try food more and more and more, eventually you grow to really, to really enjoy the, the the nuances of a new new flavor, and you start really liking it. And that's the same thing even with verbal expression or anything in the bedroom. Really, you try it and you try it and you try it and you try it. If it's not a complete absolute no, keep trying it and try it in different ways and see if you can be creative with it. Find out how can you make yourself really enjoy this aspect of sexuality until you find a way and now you have a new thing that you can do in the bedroom it's amazing and that's also for those of you who are in long-term relationships that's how you keep sex life really really engaging and exciting long term in a relationship so as a, as a quick little uh, or little at least as 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 a very explicit story so this one is going to be r-rated so you kids out there should turn this off right now Here's a quick little story of, of something I tried, um, or not tried, <laughs> something I did with an, an ex-girlfriend of mine. And this ex-girlfriend, I also know that she is following me on social media. So if you are listening to this, this was an amazing experience. And thank you so much for sharing this with me. In any case, so <laughs> she knows who she is. So. I had a girlfriend once upon a time. This is many years ago. So, for newer exes, this does not apply to you. This is from way back in my Sweden days. I had a girlfriend who, like most women that I've dated, had a, uh, what was, aside from what you told me, a secret rape fantasy, right? This is very, very common among women. Um, and the, yeah, I'm not gonna give you any statistics because I don't have them in uh, off the top of my head right now. But it's a very, very large amount of women who have a rape fantasy. Now, as a quick disclaimer for the fucking dumb cunts out there, the like rape is obviously never okay under any fucking circumstance, right? This is a fantasy only. That, you know, I'm not going to give more of a disclaimer, but you get my point. This is just a fantasy. It doesn't mean they actually want this. It's nothing like that. So if any dumb cunts out there are, are actually thinking in those terms, like, you're a fucking idiot. That's not what it means, right? 
But I'm going, just going to assume that everyone listening to this is an adult with a functioning brain so that you're not thinking anything else. But in any case, so there's a book, like I mentioned before, called My Secret Garden by an author called Nancy Friday. And many, many years ago, she ran a massive survey where she asked women what their secret fantasies are that they were too scared of admitting unless they were anonymous. So I think she got tens of thousands of letters and emails from women. And one of the most common ones were rape fantasies. So I read this book and I thought it was very interesting. So I started talking about this with all the women that I was dating. And like I said before, I have completely gotten over all sort of resentment I may have towards women about this stuff. I have no issues with it whatsoever. And I actually think it's an absolute fucking atrocity that society is shaming women for being honest and open about their sexual I think it's disgusting and uh, so when I speak about women they know that I don't judge them and I'm not gonna run around like sharing with my friends oh so and so had this fantasy da, da, da. they know it's just between me and them right and if you're a grown-ass man you should do the same thing it's amazing for a woman to be able to open up about the fantasy and even to live it out during safe role play I'm gonna get into the story about this now but to be able to live it out during a safe role play, they can actually get to process certain things, certain psychological things. And it's just, even if it's not a therapeutic effect for the processing aspect, it's still an amazing opportunity for a woman to be able to meet a man who can make her feel safe enough for her to admit it and be able to have the sexual competency to allow her to live this out in a safe way not being judged for it and without being shamed for it. It's absolutely incredible. It's a great gift that you can give to a woman. So anyways, I was dating this girl back in Sweden. And so she had a rape fantasy. And we, we did a lot of things surrounding this thing. But one of my favorite moments with her was when we... And it wasn't even a planned thing. We didn't even plan to do this. But this was all pre-negotiated. We had a thing where we did involve this in our play from time to time. And there, of course, there were safe words, there were ways to stop it at any given moment. So just <laughs> so that's very clear. And don't do that. By the way, I'm going to tell a story about this. Do not do this until you've been trained in this. This is potentially damaging to women. If you do this in a way that's not in a completely safe environment, you need to understand how to do aftercare the right way and really how to... You can use this in a way to build a woman up. You can increase herself awareness, her self-esteem, and a bunch of other things if you do this the right way. However you do it the wrong way, it's not good. But I'm telling this story as a, just as an example of both verbal expression, but also to educate you a little bit on what female psychology is like. So, me and this amazing little woman went to, to Spain. We went to Ibiza, actually, as many years ago. And uh, one night we, uh, we, we had a bit, bit to drink, we ended up in our hotel room and with us we got our trusted sex toys or our trusted sex toy kit and among these sex toys of course there is a dildo and so we're having sex and um, you know, long story short, I'm, I'm basically shoving her face down into the pillows. It's sort of like semi-hard for her to breathe. Of course, there's when she can't breathe, really, there are signs she can do with her hands. There's always a way for her to stop things at any given moment. So I'm shoving her face down the pillow so far she can barely breathe. I'm pu putting a lot of weight over her. Like she feels my weight is very heavy on her. She feels both held but she also feels very overpowered at the same time. She, it makes her feel very, very small, very powerless. And she's just, she, this girl in particular really, really loved that. Um, this girl also loved anal, which I happen to like as well. So I am, so there I am having anal sex with her. <laughs> this is a pretty explicit podcast. So if you're under 18, log off. So <laughs> I guess that's too late anyway. I hope Granny's not listening to this one. If you are, I'm sorry, sorry Granny. This is Andrew making me do this. And <laughs> and anyway, so we're having anal, and I'm pushing her down pretty hard, and I'm 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 talking to her the whole time, right? And I'm not sure how I ended up with this, but I end up basically painting this 
this story of where we are. So I'm telling her, so close your eyes. And she closed her eyes and I was telling her like, okay, so you, 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 you basically I'm making up the story of how she's basically being raped by two guys, right? So I take out the other dildo and with the, or, or take out the dildo and with the dildo, I basically, I penetrate her with the dildo while I'm myself am in her ass. So she's basically getting double penetrated at the same time. And I'm painting this story about how she's basically being raped by two large, powerful, muscular men that she doesn't know from before at the same time. And it's just really, really triggering very deep uh, fantasies that she has. And she's really absolutely loving this stuff. And, and then, you know, we just incorporate a bunch of different things at the same time here. And what's so interesting about this is that none of this is actually happening. It's in a completely safe environment. But thanks to being able to express these things verbally and paint a picture, she can actually live out pretty intense fantasies without putting herself at any kind of risk whatsoever. And uh, <laughs> neighbors started banging on the doors and all sorts of things because she went absolutely crazy with this. And it was an, a beautiful, amazing experience. I will never forget this. This is one of the best moments of my life, really. It was so intense. And for me, watching her be that vulnerable and giving up control to that level and being that like really like letting out fully being in a primal sort of animalistic state was the sickest thing I have ever seen both before and after this moment and so that's about like knowing what you are into for me I don't personally have a rape fantasy I don't but what I do love is watching a woman giving up complete control and this is almost the ultimate form of doing that and for her, her her biggest sort of fantasy was a rape fantasy. And so she got to live out that at her fullest at the same time. But then what's really important to understand is that it's just a fantasy. It's just a part of her psychology. She has no control over this. She didn't ask for this fantasy. So you can't judge her for it. It's just, it's just like when you're walking down the street and if you're with your wife of 15 years and you got children together and she's amazing and she's your little angel if you see a fucking 23 year old supermodel with big tits and a you know with you know just dressed to the nines walking past you're still gonna be like shit she's sexy as fuck you're probably gonna get a boner anyway and that's completely fine you didn't ask for your sexuality to be like that neither she did she did she ask for her sexuality to be the way that hers is and that's what you have to remember. There's nothing wrong with it. So after I do something like this with a woman, what I make a very, very big, big point of making this clear to her. I understand that, you know, whatever happens inside the bedroom stays inside the bedroom. I don't view you as anything less as a person just because you have decided yourself. I think it's beautiful. I don't judge you. I don't, I'm not going to shame you for it. And I won't tell anybody about this. This is our experience that you and I had together and I really thank you for sharing this with me and this this was beautiful and amazing and I just really show my gratitude to her that she actually opened up to this level with me and then afterwards we have a chat and of course there's always going to be a lot of cuddling taking care of her and showing a little bit more of that romantic side to her just to make sure that she really really understands that this is it's just pure play nothing but play nothing but fun it's just fun and crazy and messy and it's just sex and it's just what it is nothing more nothing less and then once we stop having sex then she's just a normal girl again and just another human on this planet with her flaws and her imperfections just like I am just like I have just like me no difference whatsoever and I think this is the main thing that a lot of guys misunderstand when they're first trying to learn how to be dominant in the bedroom because they want to be an alpha male because they learn some fucking pickup theory is that it's it's just psychological kinks it is what it is like kinky the whole word is from kinks you know, like kinks in the armor kinks in the system it's just some kinks and we have them as men as well and we didn't ask for them. 
it's just something that we can learn more about and the more we learn about it the more we can use it to play and create amazing experiences between two adult human beings that can just create an insanely deep emotional connection and it's beautiful and absolutely amazing as well and this is really one of the big reasons why the SQL retreats are creating such insane transformations in people because guys learn to understand that when a woman has certain little kinks it, it, it's, it's not positive and it's not negative it's nothing it's nothing to quote-unquote take advantage out of it's an opportunity where you can grow together and you can create a deeper connection to each other and also while you're exploring these parts of her you're also learning more about yourself at the same time so you're both really truly growing together as a team and then when guys get home from these retreats we just had I think we've had two guys already so it's been two days since the retreat we had two guys already who's uh, told us about things they've had no three guys who has actually had some uh, sexual intercourse since the program and we have one guy who's got a woman booking new flights and shit to be able to see him more often and she said something along the lines of you're an amazing human being and thank you for the best uh, night of my life something like that right mm. um we had another guy who said similar he's like yeah well aside from the from the from the multiple squirting she had we had an incredible deep romantic connection as well and i'm definitely seeing this woman again then we had a third guy yeah you can yes some dude goes his chick's coming all the way from sweden just to spend half a day with me he's like he's gonna go there but he's like i can't because he's busy it's just insane another guy literally broke the bed when he's <laughs> fucking his chick and goes squirting orgasms like he was dirty talking and at one point she's like um shut up stop talking but he goes was so funny because he was like talking so much in the bedroom and really like um, going the other way and he goes man it felt so good to actually talk and be free and when she said shut up she was kind of saying it as a joke but all this stuff another guy's been like using like the, the sex toys that he bought it's it's just beautiful to see all these men with such strong raw expression be able to open up and do what they want and that's what dirty talk is strong raw expression of what they truly want at their core to actually express to the other person so they can have a better sexual experience so they can feel free and when you feel open in the bedroom that's when you're going to be heightened with incredible sexual experiences but it's it's such a blessing to be a facilitator on these workshops with Pierre and see such a insane transformation not just yeah these guys become the fucking like navy seals and fucking assassins mm. in the bedroom but they become men with such high integrity and they become connected to their own sexual sexuality and that's where sec like the sexual confidence sexual charisma whatever word you might have it it's like they feel like it sounds strange but they feel like you know what i feel like a man again i feel adequate as a man i feel like people get me and I feel like women can understand me and by doing the stuff that Pierre has like said so beautifully in this podcast it will allow you to open up have the experiences you've always wanted to do talk dirty in the bedroom allow a woman to open up and start expressing um, dirty talk to you because I've it's been it's been actually beautiful and a privilege to listen to Pierre speak about this because he says it so well and when that woman opens up to you about who she is and what she wants to do and we harp on this with no judgment and gives that expression and expresses to you in such an in-depth way you will never ever forget the experience you had with her because it'll be so fucking crazy and she will never forget the experience you had she had with you that's why we get guys going women will not leave me alone i've got great relationships now we're getting guys like um come because their wives have recommended them now if you're a wife and you're listening to this send your husband our way we would love to have an interview with him and put him through the application process so then you can get fucked good and proper 
and he can say all the dirty little things that you're dying for him to say. He can do all the dirty little things that you've always wanted him to do that you felt so wrong for asking. But, yeah, it's it's a fucking crazy, crazy journey that Pierre and I are both on, and it's, it's humbling to see this. And we always say it in every podcast, and I'll say it again. If you're a guy listening to this and goes, well, I'm not a guy who has crazy sexual experience. I'm not a guy who could ever do any of this. I, I was just born this way. I was born the way of literally being told I can't be the man I want. I can't have the sex I want. I can't have the women I want. All we want to say is you're not fucked up. You're not broken. You're not fucked up. And you're definitely not broken. Because we want to. We are creating men to be the best you ever had inside and outside the bedroom. And that is our mantra of making men men again. And I am so thankful for you for listening to this today, wherever you may be, walking down the street with your little fluffy dog, going through the German storm of like the winter, or literally you could be in Australia riding a kangaroo. Who knows where you are right now, but wherever you are, it's always so amazing that you're listening to this and getting the insights about sexuality. And please, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us and send us an email and when you do so, what we will do, we'll get back to you. And if we think it's a podcast that would be relevant for so many people, literally hit us up and we will make a podcast. And if you would like to, we will drop your name, give you a shout out or give you an anonymous shout out. So, yeah. Yep. I couldn't agree more on anything on that. So... <clears throat> I think to round this podcast off, because it's been pretty intense this whole time, what I would like to give everybody as a quick reminder is that dominance is love. What you have to remember is that no matter how how tough you think you are and how dominant you think you can be in the bedroom, it all comes down to love at the end, right? So I actually just recorded a, what a, a twenty-minute video with our new camera wizard called Jamie, and during this little video, I'm actually breaking down how to get over self-consciousness, and you do this with this with something called meta meditation, and I break down this this the science behind it, the psychology behind it, and actually how to do it. So. Um, it's going to be up in a couple of days and when that is up it will be up on our YouTube channel and uh, hopefully or have we ever registered a YouTube channel under this? no okay so our YouTube channel will be announced in a couple of podcasts from now but in any case dominance is love remember to stay connected to women don't be a sociopathic fucking cunt and actually make women better because we are here to make men men again so that you can leave women better and wetter than you found them which is something Andrew always harps on about I think that is it for me for today and I'm gonna hand this off to Mr. Miok for a couple of closing thoughts and I will see you soon again why don't you work with women we get this a lot recently actually like why aren't you helping out the female kind and doing retreats for women (sighs) (laughs) (sighs) I always say this I did female dating coaching for a year that was fun that was interesting (laughs) let's say that we ended up getting one woman married and a few few women into relationships but I have found my niche and I have found what I love with Pierre. We love men. We love men. And the thing is, why don't we get why don't you run a retreat for women? Because we like why don't you help women out there? And when people women ask me that, I always say this. We are helping so many women. Because a lot of the guys who come to us are guys who want to go out there and please so many women. So the more men that we help in the bedroom, 
the better it is for women. We're turning these men into respectful, loving gentlemen who know how to fuck and know how to fuck properly. So then if you're a woman listening to this and you get your hands on a man who's done SQL, get ready for the most wild night of your life. So yes, we are helping women because we are helping the men of the world become the best she ever had inside and outside the bedroom. So that is our contribution to the women folk of the world. So yes, it is super exciting times. And yes, it was actually today that we took on a new um, person in the team and he will be helping out with a lot of videography. We'll be starting a YouTube. You can check out um, sexualquantumleap.com and it is all going to be on there. So yeah, it's just, it's just, and then next year we've got a massive European tour, an American tour, and Australian tour. So all you have to do is just keep listening to us. We will keep dropping the bombs of content and value for you. And as I said, all you have to do is reach out if you need anything more. But it has been a, uh, it has been a pleasure speaking to you today. And again, my name is Andrew Mayock, and I am here with Pierre de Sosa. And we thank you so much. And we are going to go to bed now and we will see you on the next episode thank you so much and have an awesome day or night wherever you are in the world